0: Okay, stewardship, lesson 25. <clears throat> so, who would like to read 1 Corinthians one seventeen through 29? i hand that out so I can save my voice. Tony, please do. Thank you. For
1: Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. With wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. To us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolishness foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message brief to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews the stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of this world to put to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of this world to put to shame things which are mighty, and the base things of the world, the things which are despised, God has chosen. The things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are; that no flesh should glory in his presence, but of him you are Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. That as that in his written, he who glories let him glory in the Lord.
0: Okay. Very good. Thank you. <coughs> <coughs> There's so much. There's so much in that. I mean, we could we could just stop and finish. Try 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 to finish that block of text today. Uh, but but it is it is it is very rich in what's uh, under consideration today. And there was a question in the homework: uh, How did Paul's ministry uh, demonstrate the distinction between the wisdom and power of the world and that of God? What struck you in that reading? There's the question up on the monitor if you want to read it again. What jumps off the page? Anything in particular? Jesse?
2: I mean, as he's kind of describing this irony of who God chooses, I mean, certainly Paul was an irony of sorts because he was so opposed to the God, uh, you know, he was. I wouldn't call him unwise, but even he himself talks about not being that eloquent uh, or anything like that, and, and an enemy at one point. I think it's interesting that he's probably doing some introspection as he as he thinks about that or writes about that.
0: Or good, yeah, I I think that is it is there uh, for us to pick up on. His message didn't focus. Like a, a big, powerful presentation, like you said, no eloquence. Paul himself uh, had had brought that up to others. Uh, weighty letters, but you know, when you stand me up in front of everybody, uh, I'm liable to say bibbity, bobbidi boo. You know, I'm, I'm just not liable to do a good job. But he stuck. He stuck with what he knew was powerful, and it wasn't his presentation style or his voice or his appearance. It was a message he carried. And it is the message that is powerful. And we have to remember that too. Paul knew that. Paul was very successful because he stuck to that. And it is, it is the word of God that, changed the heart, that changes the hearts of men and women. And, and we know that. But we need to be reminded of that uh, and have great confidence in it. Uh, not clever speech, uh, not eloquence, <coughs> for sure. Um, anything, anything else you see there, Karen?
3: Um, maybe my mind is thinking a lot about the what we've just read through Proverbs and it's do with Bible reading, but um, you know the fact that. God, in his wisdom, has made this so simple. You know, it is so... Um, simple, so to those who may perceive themselves wise, um, it seems foolish, because it's so simple, yet, you know, I, I don't know, the the um, thinking through that is so... Um, simple and complex at the same time. But I think we see through history that um, verse 29 where it talks about no human being can boast in the presence of God. You know, we see God has chosen people that could not boast in themselves from the very beginning um, in the same way that good. that yeah. is our stance before him
4: too.
0: And I don't know about you when you read this, and I've read it and read it several times, and trying to figure out how to just really grasp and hold in my hand the idea of the foolish the words of the use of the word foolishness you know because we say well that's not foolish that's salvation that's that's too great a thing but it's not being presented to us that way you know and and I too I have I've had trouble trying to just find the perfect words to describe that um, it is the the baseness of it, the simplicity of God's plan, is it is so foundational and simple that other people just look right over the top of it. It is because they're relying on their own. They're looking for something greater than that, and I think we'll see that in some of the things that we we'll, we'll talk about today. Paul's priority was to preach Christ and the cross to emphasize God's power and wisdom instead of his own. And also, uh, the idea is there of the fact that those who, who would be saved are those who will believe this foolishness. Have we believed the foolishness? As it's described, yes, we have. You know, we've seen it. We've seen it in the simplicity of it, but it's not foolishness in a, in, a, in, a, in a negative way. It's simplicity. Even the naive can see this. You know, matter of fact, maybe even better because their minds are not clouded with the with the cares of the world and the wisdom of the world. And I think that's the thing that's been... I think it's said poorly, but I believe that's what we're looking at and trying to figure out how to grasp it. I wish I had a phrase for that.
5: Sarah? Say, it's, it says foolishness, but it doesn't... It's not talking that it's silly. It's not silliness. It, uh, and because I know that a lot of times... I think of somebody who is acting foolishly. They're acting silly for no reason, and you know, and then something not good happens or whatever. But yeah, um, and that's not the the right mindset. It's it is the simplicity is a pretty good word, I guess. But yeah, and it's yeah. The, the idea that it doesn't conform to the idea of the Jews or of the Greeks as to what it should look like. You know, there should be signs. There should be, you know, detailed philosophical arguments that you've got to understand in order to take advantage of this. And no, it's you know, it's simple.
0: Yeah, you, you see that You think about the fact that here's the, the two main groups of people are the people that ignored and turned their eyes away from Jesus, and you have this other group of people. Who readily accepted him, and here, here we have, <clears throat> we can categorize for sure. The people that have accepted him have, uh, have accepted this foolishness to God. It's not foolishness in a negative way; it is of his of his hand and his his authorship. But the simplicity of it, I, I looked foolishness up, I tried foolishness up and was looking at it. In in this context, and uh, it was it. The description that kind of helped me was said as as once someone who had been shut up, in other words, not exposed to um, all this other wisdom. Someone who was stupid in that. Okay, stupid being uneducated. Okay, uneducated in all this unimportant stuff. But when the truth comes along, grasp it, you know, can lay hold on it real quickly. Tell me.
1: And so Paul is making all of this statement, jumping off from them wanting to have preeminence over one another because, and having contention between one another because, well, who baptized them? And Paul, even, not as a... Uh, <clears throat> and antithesis to the Great Commission to go into all the world and baptize, uh, he says that Christ didn't send him to baptize, but to preach. Not that baptism isn't part of that message, but it's not the focus. The focus yeah. is preaching the gospel. The natural response is the baptism of, of people that believe, but the important thing for the preacher is to preach the gospel. And yeah. so with okay. this... Yeah that and who he picked to come to to preach the gospel and those who have received it aren't the ones that also by by effect would give Paul elevation that also would give Paul notoriety that it's, it's the base people of this world Amen. as opposed to going to the rich and the wealthy and the mighty that they're not responding to it yeah. these people are and he's saying you're kind of the proof of the pudding Right? Yeah, and so
0: consider your calling yeah, there. Not only is in the 26. message
1: itself almost base that there's nothing to be proud of by accepting this message because it's so simple, like two plus two is four kind of stuff. Like this isn't calculus, and so for you to go, oh, I grasp this, and that that I should be saved. It's not like well that you attained to some great level of knowledge or wisdom. That only the elite can understand this, yeah. and so there's nothing—nothing yeah. nothing in that message for the, people to glory in, nothing for the preacher to glory in. Who's, who's receiving the message or the message itself? But only in God.
0: What God very is the through Christ. Well, when you receive it, it doesn't lift you up; it humbles you, doesn't it? Yeah. The very fact that—that—and uh, it's more the, accessible the by of
1: those who already have been humbled. Already are
0: humbled. Sarah?
5: Well, and it's the idea, uh, someone will tell you to do something, and you go, is it really that simple? And they're like, yeah. And you're like, are you sure, is it really that simple? And you, it takes a little bit to stop and, and trust them that yes, this task that you need to do, this thing you need to do, really is that simple, just do these things, and it's going to work out. And you can't always see that. And I think this message is in some ways like that, which is why both the Jews and the Greeks would have problems with it. Wait, you don't, You I mean, I don't need to bring two lambs, a duck, and three fish to the altar? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you, you mean we don't have to debate this for two hours, whatever. Is it really that simple? It really is that simple. Yeah. And it is. that step of... Trusting of having faith that it really is that simple is, can be so hard.
0: Um, yeah, well, yeah, we make it hard for ourselves. And I, I, I and believe we let the world can. infiltrate and the God of this world then that uh, causes us our problems. Yeah. Yes, Ann. Um, Sorry.
6: In remembering that he wrote this book to believers who had already accepted this message once in their lives. It, the message is for us that we get away from the gospel which is the cross that Tony was talking about these were people who had believed in the power of the cross but had let all this other garbage get into their head and um, you know Paul says I preach Christ I preach the cross and right. the reason that that reveals the power and the wisdom of God is the this and the simplicity and the manifestation of God's plan—that you know, God came to earth in the form of a man and sacrificed Himself, took all my sins, redeemed me, overcame death. Um, wow! I mean, that's really all there yeah. is to it, so that I could live with Him forever, forever. and that opens all the mysteries that angels and prophets had for centuries been trying to figure out it just all came out through Jesus wow this is what this is all about and that explains God's wisdom and his power the cross is what does it the cross and the resurrection and that's what we have to keep that's what I have to keep focusing on and like Tony said that's nothing but humbling for all of us it says nothing good about any of us does
0: everything everything go about God and Jesus. That's right. That's right. Well, and that's the mindset we have to have to be able to share this with other people. And sometimes I think when we that when that opportunity presents itself, sometimes maybe we just don't have a good enough handle on the things that we're talking about. We have we have a very precious thing. We have the most precious thing in the world in an earthen vessel. You know, And that other person needs that as badly as we do. And it's what a precious thing. So it's it's not the wrapping paper. You know, it's not me, it's not it's not what I take to them. It's it's the message. And it's what God has brought down, the salvation he's brought. Very good. Good discussion. Thank you. Did I miss anyone? Okay. Um I think we've already talked about a priority for Paul and why. So we'll go to the the next. Let's look at 4, 1 through 12. Who wants to read? Sarah, you always want to read. That's fine.
5: Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we received mercy, we do not lose heart. But we renounce the things hidden because of shame, not walking in craftiness or adulterating the word of God, but by the manifestation of truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, in whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves but Christ Jesus as Lord, and ourselves as your bondservants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, Light shall shall shine out of darkness, is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed perplexed but not despairing, persecuted but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body of, in the body the dying of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are constantly being delivered over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh." So death works in us, but life in you.
0: Very good. So we look at the first part of that reading verses 1 through 6 and we got a question on the homework. What, what do you learn from Paul's experience about methods for sharing our faith? Methods for sharing our faith? What do you see there? Scan back over it if you don't don't have a thought.
5: Well, the, Part of the message part of it is the message and it's Christ Jesus is Lord and we're we're your servants for his sake. And so it's that Putting yourself, under, you know, down at the lowest rung instead of saying, mm-hmm. "Oh,
0: I'm,
5: I'm the Greek
0: cheese," and you're not. Uh, yeah, I think one of the one of the things that is a kind of a change a, a change that takes place once we become aware of the gospel and respond to the gospel of our Lord. But, verse 2 i think jumps out and says but we have renounced the things hidden because of shame not walking in craftiness or adulterating the word of god but by the, the manifestation of truth commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of god so there's there's this change that has taken place in them or alluded to there i think is that is that is alluded to there uh, turned their eyes. Paul says we've renounced these things. Okay. Lend them no, no credence. But then we commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God with the manifestation of truth. Craig.
4: Um, verse 2 talks about uh, we refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word. But by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience. Um, anyone who has tried to like sell a product or convince someone of something, you learn different tactics. You're you're kind of trained to. Mm-hmm. I know if I just come out and say, "I want you to sign up for this fifty dollar a month service," you know, people aren't going to respond to that. So instead, you yeah. approach it a different way. Get the God doesn't want us to do that with the gospel. He doesn't want us to find tactics or, or to tamper <coughs> with the word. I'm going to leave this part out until I've got right. you to sign on the dotted line.
0: No manipulation. He said, just, yeah.
4: just give them the truth. Tell them the whole truth. And if that's appealing to them, it means that their heart is the kind of ground that's going to receive that seed. But don't, yeah. don't manipulate it. Don't soften it or water it down. Yeah. Um, Speak the truth in love. Obviously, Sure. don't hit him between the
0: eyes, with it, but yeah. um, I've, I've heard the statement made: the word of God either draws or drives. Draws or drives. By itself, doesn't need any help from you, and that's why one of the keys, and that maybe we can talk about before we close uh, the lesson uh, on Wednesday, is what is the most valuable tool we have? The most valuable tool is to get people to do what we're doing this morning. We're reading scripture. Get people to read scripture. One of the best ways to start a Bible study is say, would you like to just get together and read the Bible together? Because you've got you accomplished two massive things. You've gotten together with that person side by side with the Word of God in your hand, with the focus and purpose of reading it. The power is in the Word, not in you. You're just the arrangements committee. You know, right? So,
4: and that's one anything, thing.
0: A little side you know, note. That I'm sharing the
4: Gospel and people aren't responding. <coughs> or I'm, I'm speaking the truth and it's it's repellent to some. Uh, clearly I must be doing something wrong. Because it needs to be attractive. Um and, Jesus' own ministry showed it was only attractive <clears> to those who had hearts to receive it, but it was actually repellent
0: to quite a few Oh, many. Yeah.
4: Um, so if, if we know that Amen. he presenting the truth, um, and, th- and that's why he says uh, we do not lose heart in verse 1. It, it's going to be disheartening. It's going to be discouraging. But consider Paul's ministry and Jesus' ministry.
0: Oh, yeah. A lot of
4: people rejected what they had to say. Yeah but they just kept on saying it's not a defect it's a feature
0: of the right. message right it is it's it's and it's it's a built-in sifting
1: well it's the that's designed thing as by as God about it being right. a veil well it's not I didn't intend to veil anything from you not like he's trying to hide the truth from them but just it, their own eyes are veiled to
0: it. The, the veiling is actually on the other side it's yeah. on the recipient side isn't it right. in the <coughs> that Nikki
6: um, I, I think back to when I first became a Christian five years ago, and I was trying to talk to my parents about... I grew up in the Christian church, so a lot of similarities between the two, but a lot of differences. And um, one of the things was at the Christian church, they kind of read the Bible to you, and you can study on your own, but really you listen to what the preacher tells you about it. So one of the things that I was really trying to do with my parents was explain what the gospel was saying when really I should have just had them look at it themselves and that was a hard I think that was a really hard thing for me to understand was yeah it's not it's not always pretty it's not always fun and games to be a Christian but you have have to look and study yourself not just listen to
3: what someone else is telling you amen
6: that is so
0: true that is so true
2: Uh, I, I think about when you're coming about not not kind of taking any tactic um it paul it's funny because even when paul says you know let your speech be seasoned with grace into the jew, I a jew he was he was talking about trying to get in their frame of mind to more effectively deliver that he never altered that message right like he never altered that message he was simply trying to appeal to them on a personal level so that he could continue to explain and things like that
0: <clears throat> don't you know that so we're, we're creatures of habit Paul you know Paul I'm assuming the first lesson he delivered was really excellent uh, uh, and you usually take that on the road with you you know I and mean, he'd go in the synagogue, no doubt. He would say pretty much the same thing because he had the same audience. He had a bunch of Jews there. Uh <coughs> that needed to hear the same thing about Jesus Christ. And <coughs> I I accused Tommy of that because I was up here one time and I went down to Columbus to a gospel meeting and he he was doing he's doing Psalm twenty-two. You know, we'd just done it here and uh <coughs> and uh he said, "Well, when you, you you got something as good as God's word, you know, it doesn't make any difference where you read it. You know, and that's right. You know, it, that's true. And and we should be the same way, and not not worry about being so creative, but being so accurate with and presenting the truth as it is written and given to us." Um, I was I was looking at these questions here. Uh, that were on your homework about the lack of response of the gospel. I think we already talked about that. And from verse the last half of that reading, verses 7 through 11, what do you learn about the nature of ministry and the minister? So what do you learn about the nature of the ministry and the minister? I don't know if anything jumps off the page up there, if you had something written down.
3: addresses that maybe in the way it does um, you know in verse 5 where it talks about we're talking about ourselves but Jesus um, we have probably seen where um, people that have put, put their faith in men and somebody you know when when that maybe their faith falters you know um Maybe, maybe even in ourselves, we realize, I don't know that my faith was in Jesus as much as it was in the people of um, And I'm just amazed by such wisdom that God has of when we put our faith in Jesus and we focus on Jesus, there's nothing that's going to falter or shift that. Um, but we know that when we put our faith in something else or in the message... That has been presented to us
0: um, Not by someone. You know how how easy that can be to be shaken. Amen. Amen. Stick, stick to God's word and and just embrace it and trust it, rely upon it fully. Tony.
1: Yeah, he says something similar to what Peter yeah. says in the uh, Second Peter chapter one. You know about the prophetic word being made or being confirmed as like a light shining in a dark place until Amen. until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. This is what he's saying here in verse six here. That for his God who commanded light to shine out of darkness who's shown in our hearts. That it's shown through them and it and it's like a light bulb goes off, you know, like you know, the little comic of a light going off on someone's head finally get mm-hmm. it. That finally that's it. actually yeah. how the message tends to work. It finally just clicks. And <clears throat> you can't control that in someone's yeah. life. It's like, how many times situations have come up and you're like, all these things had to finally come together for it to finally click in my brain. Uh, but I, I had to go through these things for that to finally start to fit the The Spirit is working on those sides, and He is causing light to shine in people's hearts, and so that's why the message isn't always received by people initially. But if they allow it to, they allow it to. It may not be the
0: first time or the second; it may be the tenth. It may be years down there. But it's part of that
1: process of allowing that light to shine through. And sometimes there's just a lot of darkness in the way, a lot of veils that got to be torn down.
0: Amen, amen. Because they all come down at different times, at different. Uh, maturity levels and people as they've been exposed to God's Word, all, all those things, so many things, and we have to just work with people where they are in the moment. We are with them, and uh, hope for the best. Uh, we we talked some uh, last lesson about the fact that somebody, uh, somebody, sometimes you you have some uh, good fortune in in being able to teach someone who has been taught by someone else. A long time before, you know, and maybe you won't get them to obey the gospel, but perhaps down the road someone will. I had I had an experience like that uh, a long time ago uh, and over several years. Uh, a person that was very dear to me finally o- obeyed the gospel, but it was a long road. It was a long road with many people involved in it, but it was a blessing, Sarah.
5: Um, And the lack of response to the gospel, just a quick comment on that. Sometimes what looks like a lack of response really isn't. I mean, I remember when I was being taught, there were all kinds of things going on in the back of my head that I wasn't like necessarily commenting on them and talking about them to the people who I was with. But at the same time, there were questions. There were things that were going on in my head sure. that it probably looked a little bit like a lack of response. Um, but I mean, it as it turned out, no, not really. It was just waiting for that right moment when I could see no way out but the way forward through Christ. So,
0: Amen. Um, in verse.
7: Seven, Paul writes that we have this treasure in earthen vessels mm-hmm. so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves um, we are broken people we struggle through life we are afflicted perplexed, persecuted struck down but those things are all so that it's not our power that people see Jesus through it's they see God's power because of our struggles and yet we're still pushing through because of God Um, our broken and dirty lives speak of the holiness of God Um, and I think that really gives me confidence because, I mean, we don't want to blunder through teaching someone the gospel, but I don't have to be a perfect orator with a polished message um, because it shouldn't be that someone would say, I believed because of what Hannah said. It should be, I believed.
0: Because of what Hannah was and what she is now. That's what we want. We want what that person has. Not, not, not the darkness that was in their lives. What, what speaks more to a potential uh, child of God than you sitting down at the table and said, I'm just like you. I'm just like you. In my case, I could have added some things to that. I'm just like you. But now... I'm, I'm saved, I, I'm, I'm a child of God, and Jesus did that. That's what you need. You don't need to be like me, you need to be like the redeemed man, every man that ever existed it is, is this person described here, isn't it, that you just read. <clears throat> we all come from the same ashes, you know, it's, we, we're, we are lost without him, and that's the precious message are earthen vessels, or just earthen vessels.
2: Uh, I really like what Hannah kind of said. And, yeah. And I, um, I kind of gained a new appreciation for that that idea of message because to, to them the gospel was not, quote-unquote, the Bible. They didn't sit down and, you know, open up to, you know, this gospel or this gospel. But but they talked about it. They talked about their experiences. They talked about how their lives were changing that like at that moment, they were reading letters and things like that. But the true value was: look at how I've changed.
0: Yeah, look at how do I how live my that life. Person has been
2: affected, and how um, peace has come into that life, and, and mercy, and, and justice, and that kind of thing I, is is really incredible.
0: It is. It is. It is so true. I think letting people see our frailty and and our humanity. Uh, and, that, and, and also see the fact that God loves us and sent his son to die for all of us in a, while we were in that state. And that's a, that's a precious thing. And People understand that it gives us an even keel with which to teach. Let's see why, why God did that. And then we go to the word and, and we spend time in there. And in short order, it doesn't take long for people to see the nature of God and His intention towards man. If we can just find the scriptures that we want to share, uh, that that shows that to someone, uh, but we certainly can't come up come to them in a lofty, uh, condemning, judgmental situation. You need to stop living like that and live like this because you you just probably built a wall between yourself and that person. There might be a few that will listen to it, but that's not, 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 not how we see it. We need to teach just like this talks about the fact that we are broken and so are they. We're all in the same boat. Save the blood of Christ. So, the uh, I want to try to do that. I'm not going to How many of you have seen the Girl on the Park Bench video? Girl on the Park Bench. It's about three, three and a half minutes long. I've got it, but I think I'll wait till Wednesday night and and play it for you. Uh, Because we'll be trying to shift kind of over into our personal evangelism and things to talk about there. Um, I I like this, this exercise of being able to read a lot of scripture and just kind of talk about it and see how we uh, can benefit from it. Um, oh, what was what we're supposed to do with this is and we could we could start we got a couple minutes. These are our these are our uh, foundational things they all sound familiar to you when I put them up there. Um, <coughs> We had all those things, uh, and we've looked at them kind of all through the series here that we've been studying. Now, take those things in your mind. Take them home with you. Find, find them in your homework or whatever, and just kind of look at them. And how, how do these things relate to your stewardship of the gospel? Life is a matter of choices. Everything belongs to God. Just kind of think about those things. A steward is accountable to the owner. Contentment is a learned behavior. What's contentment got to do with the stewardship of the gospel? Whose contentment? My contentment. How, is that, how does that fit? I think there's an argument to be made for all of these a discussion within each one of them. Categories of stewardship, treasure, talents, and time. I mean, everything we talk about, treasure, talents, and time are there someplace. In every discussion. We just don't think about it uh, that way. So, I don't know if you guys... I'll I'll make sure this is... We'll send some homework out, and I'll have these on. Just kind of meditate on it. We won't spend a whole lot of time on it, because we want to try to close up on Wednesday and uh, we're going to send out an evaluation there will be homework coming out and there will be an evaluation. We'd like you all to think about the class uh, good things about it, bad things about it what can we do to bolster it, make it better uh, so and give us back any feedback that you have uh, for us but, uh, and we'll watch the video uh, Wednesday. Thanks for all the good discussion this morning